So, I mean, if you really like someone, you can break that rule. There's a lot of things person. you would do for aspirin. Let's uh, not get that list. All we need now is Mickey Vigo versus the Sandman. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Murphy, Murphy. Hello and welcome back to the Aspen Faith Appreciation Podcast. Wait, what? Sorry. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, that's a different show. This is the K&K Wrestle Factory. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Kilaf. I'm glad that you put aspirin before me, but then that is the order you do have as a isn't it? That is correct. Um, so yeah, we're back, we're back. It's probably our last um, podcast under the, the K&K Wrestle Factory Guys, maybe. Um, depends how quickly we can actually be bothered rebranding and doing our whole new idea. But we'll we'll figure that one out, shall we? Let's not get too weighed down in those uh, those details. We're back, and today it is WrestleZone Regal Rumble review time. It was your first Rumble up in Aberdeen. I love a Rumble. There's nothing better. It's honestly the, one of the best wrestling matches ever. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, you can guess what's going to happen, but that I love it. I love to see what goes on. That is very true. Um, and yeah, so it's what, our third, fourth, fourth? show up in Aberdeen. Um, Has it only been four? Feels like way more. Yeah, because you had Halloween hijinks. Mm-hmm. Then we had Christmas Chaos, which Billy didn't go to because he was in uh, Elgin. Um, but we did, all the way from Glasgow. Then we had Summer Hill, mm-hmm. and then Regal Rumble. We didn't go to Elgin, though. Was it Elgin? No, it was the other one called? Ellen. Ellen. Oh, it all sounds the same up that way. It's it's not as far away as Elgin. Ah. Elgin's far away, in the middle of nowhere. You don't want to go there. All those wee places sound the same, though. They've all got really weird names. People like Billy are from there. Yeah. I don't know that side of the country. But there are some, there are some good people from Elgin... Unlike uh, Fairweather fan Billy Strachan. Ian Skinner lived in Elgin. Did he? He did. He's been aware of the place though. He has. He has indeed. So there, you know, there's there's someone in the wrestling community that's a, a good person. Do you also stay with Dan? I don't know. Ah, well that's Dan. That's a that's a very niche <laughs> reference, isn't it? Just talk about friends. <laughs> But anyway, um, we've not got really too much to talk about other than the actual WrestleZone show. Uh, again, we... That's all anyone wants to hear anyway. That's true. That is very true. We... We'll give you a brief overview of our day, I guess. We uh, got the bus up, as normal. We got the early bus, which Kayleigh wasn't too happy about. No, because I just spent three days in Liverpool, rat I had no right being on a bus at quarter to nine in the morning. I got there, though. I didn't look too rough. Right, so this is where we've had a bit of a debate, um, if you want to put it that way, where I made I made it very clear to Kayleigh what buses I was booking and asked for her input on mm. said bu- bus booking. There's a couple of rules in life. Never ask me a question when I am sleeping, napping or eating, because I won't be listening. I'll be too busy doing that. Yeah, you asked me when I was doing both. I think I was sleeping and trying to take a nap at the same time. So, yeah, so we were in Aberdeen before probably half the roster were in Aberdeen, to be honest. No, the rule of thumb should be when we're travelling, there's no reason to get to Aberdeen before checking into your hotel unless you're seeing someone. Because if not, I just have to trail about doing nothing. 
Yeah, but we had some fun. Um, Did we? We went to Typo. Yeah, but the Typo in Aberdeen's terrible. There's True. nothing there. Um, did we go anywhere else? We went to the golf bar. We went to Sands Castle. That was that was nice. We got some good food in there. Oh, it was brilliant. I got to sit in like a big throne thing. Felt like the Undertaker. It's class. Um, but that was it. There's not really yeah. much to do because it was like weird. It was. It looked warm, so everyone was out, but it was kind of cold. It was. It was ki- like a weird thing. It was killing me slightly that Glasgow was what like sixteen degrees on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Aberdeen was freezing. Glasgow just always better though. But again, it was you know, it's to be expected. Aberdeen is very cold. I'm just, I've just got, I've just sort of acclimatized to the, the southern temperatures. Honestly, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was born in a cold country, but I cannot deal with the cold. So it kills me whenever we go to Aberdeen. Like it's freezing. It's a proper icy cold as well. Uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not nice. It's only been warm either. I just like being okay. <laughs> Which, to be fair, the venue was quite a nice temperature. No, it was not. That venue is disgustingly warm. That's only because you've got a bit more timber on you. That's true. As a as a heavy set man, the the heat in there is not good. Oh, I was fine. But you know, it is it is what it is. I guess you know you can. It is better than than Christmas chaos when it was too cold. Oh yeah, that was freezing. Honestly, you could see my breath. But the good thing is. Hopefully the next show, obviously we're, we're going to miss the, the Training Academy show, but we're up for Anarchy in May, which hopefully should be nice and warm mm-hmm. so I can get my shorts out. Oh, God. So regardless in the venue, I'll be having a good time. People are going to start asking for photos with you, thinking you're Aspen Faith. Now, I'm not going to go as far as Mark and have the cut-up T-shirt. That wasn't even cut-up. That didn't even cover a nipple. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have been allowed in with that, to be honest. Well, I told him I'll I'll cut his t-shirts for him. Like, that's something I could do. But nah, Mark just goes absolute ham. But then again, I don't think that man owns sleeves in any of his clothes. Nah. He's even got a big show bib. It is very jarring to see him with, with sleeves. But anyway. After that man's nipples more than some on. Fair. Anyway, before we <laughs> before we delve too far into Mark's nipple, um, we're going to get into the review. Before we do, again, just a few things to kind of to go over. Um, this show, there were some absentees um, as a result of, of COVID, which is uh, unfortunate. So we had Scotty Swift missed out. Honestly, you don't realise how much of like an atmosphere he brings until he wasn't there. So that's my first show without him. And I know you always talk about game, about how he's the John Cena of Aberdeen, which I used to laugh but I kind of get it. It did feel weird without him. Yeah. I mean, it was... It's, the show was really good. Like, we'll get into that. The show was amazing. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's just... It's not the same without Scotty. He was very much missed. So I'm looking forward to seeing him at Anarchy. Um, if, as long as he can just sort of stay in some sort of bubble um, <laughs> 10 days prior to Anarchy, that would be nice. Uh, well, they'll have his antibodies. Be, if that can be arranged... Um, but yeah, hopefully he's uh, resting up well and uh, gets better soon and is back fighting fit. The other notable mention um, or notable absentee with COVID was Mr. Reese Dawkins. Aww. Talking Dawkins. Um, so Reese is obviously the uh, one of the commentators, one of the, one of the commentary team uh, at WrestleZone. 
Now, because Martin Clunas um, was in Glasgow at a gig, um, I mean, not to say anything, but, you know, clearly our dedication to WrestleZone is more than his. He uh, went the opposite way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed in you, Martin, but... I think it's Richie called out Billy, when it's his job to be there. Like, big man, you only work once a month, <laughs> and you still couldn't turn up. <laughs> You're a work rate. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, Martin was away, he wasn't going to be at the show, so Reese was filling in um, as the, the ring announcer, which I was looking forward to, it was going to be nice to see. Oh, um, especially when I saw he had that poem, like, I was really gutted to not see that, and I do now, ever since that one interaction, I do like to see what he's wearing. Yeah. See what I think about it, see if I think it's nice or not. So yeah, so he, he obviously missed out, which was sad, um, however, his role was taken up by referee Mike Yannis. I think he did really well. Who did a fantastic job uh, as the the ring announcer at very short notice. Fell down with a grey suit. Yeah, does every is that a thing? Like the ring announcers just have the same suit? Is that it gets passed down the generations? That's the only reason he got the gig. We like SOS. Who has the grey suit? And he was like, "I'm here." Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, obviously, shouts to all the the sort of non wrestling crew that mm-hmm. obviously had to fill in. Um, with some of the duties that, that Martin obviously would oversee. So, again, fantastic. They all did all really right. well. But again, it was really strange to see it without them. Because, you know, you have your staples, your pillars, what you see when you go in. You always go in, see him straight away, has a wee chat with you, say something funny, it just wasn't there. Yeah. That's fine, we'll get that anarchy. It'll be good. Well, but we'll have a laugh. It'll be fun. Um, also, some interesting additions to the show. My dad and brother were at the show. Uh, my dad has not been to a WrestleZone show since Aberdeen Anarchy 2013, when he took me to my first WrestleZone show. Yeah. Um, he's not been back since. I think some people thought he was a wrestler, this big six foot guy just walked in the door, pretending he knew everybody. Yeah, I mean, my dad very much likes to wind me up. We're talking about wrestling being fake and all that. Um, which is which was funny. But it's also the man that decides to keep up with it on telly. He watched the Royal Rumble, messages you all the time about it and always asks you about those wrestling guys. And he knows a lot of facts about wrestling for someone who pretends he doesn't like it. Very true. Um, so him and my brother were I'm there. <laughs> him and my brother were there, uh, which was which was quite fun to, to see their reaction to the show. Mm-hmm. Because again, we obviously know all the wrestlers there and we, we know, you know, Going in, what the, what's happening, and you know what the match card is and all that, but they knew pretty much nothing coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting to see their reaction to, to certain matches and certain people, because uh, they, they don't have a, a bias. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's certain people we look out for more because you know we've watched them before and we, we like them, and uh, obviously I have my Aspen bias. Well, of course, rightfully so though, because he is the best. But, you know, we all have that. So it was interesting to see kind of their, their thoughts on it from, from an outsider point of view. Also, your dad said one of the cutest comments I've ever heard. He said, so when I asked him what his favourite part of the whole show was, expecting him to say something about the wrestling, he said his favourite part was seeing you the way he used to see you as a child. Like, your reactions, he said it was nice to see you, like, that excited as he used to watch you when you were little, and I thought that's genuinely so cute. Yeah. So, there you go. Give me a big old mark. Talking of actually, um, our friend Mark got uh, got heckled for buying a t shirt. Um, mm. I also bought a t shirt, as you can tell, um, 
from my tweets. I am a massive fan of Aspen Faith. And I finally got my Damien shirt, so I was having a great time. Kyle was not happy that I got it. I also went up and got told that they only had these ones. I was like, that's the one I'm looking for. I want that one. I want the one that looks at Scott Pilgrim artwork. So Now, just a shout out to Aspen Faith. First of many, right? Thank you for looking after the big boys with a double XL, you know? Some people just go up to XL, and I understand it's probably easier that way, right? But he looks after his big boys, so shout out to Aspen Faith for that. We are his number one fan. If it didn't come in XL, it would have been some sort of... You would have wore the big show bib. That's true, that's true. But anyway, we'll, we'll get on to we'll get on to my love for, for Aspen Faith uh, in, a, in a minute. So, let's get into the matches on the show. So, first match was the VIP ticket holder... Um, pre-show match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, essentially, it's just the, the match that goes on first at this point. But the VIP tick hold match was Ryan Riley, uh, accompanied with the Foundation of the Future, against Mr P. Uh, Mr P picked up the win by disqualification after those dastardly Foundation boys got involved. Uh, thoughts on this match? Oh, so, first of all, well, you know what VIP now stands for? Very inspirational person yes i say it all the time and i always give them like the big ups but genuinely those three every time i see them they're at a new level like they keep getting better and better so they just look good as a team their gear is just amazing together but even i've noticed they hold themselves a bit differently um they've all like completely trimmed down but also like bulked up do you know what i mean like they're all looking really good um and I've said it once and I'll say it again, they look like an amazing team and you could easily take them out of WrestleZone and put them anywhere else. And I think that's a really good quality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'll be honest, they look fucking amazing. Um, I'm gutted though. I'm gutted I can't cheer for them because I have to play the game. Yeah. Because I do genuinely love them. Well, like, they're one of my favourite parts. I mean, I used to break that rule for Aspen. So, I mean, if you really like someone, you can break that rule. There's a lot of things person. you would do for Aspen. Let's um, not get into that list. But, yeah, they looked inc- incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're just going from, from leap to leap um, at this point. Again, the big thing I've noticed, and it's it's across the, the board, like, it's only been, what, five five or six shows in since they've came back from, from lockdown in mm-hmm. each show. Everyone's growing and growing and kind of getting a bit more comfortable. Uh-huh. Everyone's pushing themselves a little bit further as well. And again, it's just, it's good to see. But do you know what I like about these these guys? It's just, as well as just the wrestling, it's all the little bits they put into the match. Like, they'll, they'll see I be something here. They'll work someone over here. It's just like all the wee bits really just adds to the overall show. Yeah. And then I did get told to shut my mouth, though. That is true. Which your dad thought was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Um, Mr Dynamite did have some issues with our, our section of the of the crowd uh, but rightfully so to be honest because later was great. on um, I love it. There, there was a reason for him to be unhappy with us but yeah I, I mean it was quite fun um, again love seeing the foundation boys Mr P not to forget about him again he's oh. just always like, I feel like we, we don't talk about him as much right but I feel like it's just because he's so consistent mm-hmm. he's just always good like it's it's one of those things it's, it's he's just always good he's always there he's dependable he does a good match and do you know something? It's and it's a good point you've just made there. You never realise he always puts on a good show no matter what. He's a great opener. 
um, because he gets everyone going. The kids love him, the adults love him. People are always talking about him in a positive way. Yeah. Either what he does in the ring, what he does outside the ring. And even then, the reason this match was really good, you had the boys being quite serious, doing what they're doing, really like serious wrestling. Uh, Mr. B can do that, but he had a lot of like the wee funny bits, like flashing his bum and all that and stuff. The kids just love it. And it's such a, like, that match really got you going, was really, like, exciting. You really want to see what's coming next. So, yeah, I think he's class. And he just always knows what to do next. He's always, again, something with him as well, he's always got that wee thing to do, the wee, like, laugh to the crowd, the wee say something to the crowd. It just keeps the match going in between, which I think is really good. Yeah, and again, it was good to see uh, Riley on his own um, in this match. I know he technically wasn't on his own, but uh, in a one-on-one environment, it was good. Uh, We've seen him a lot in tags, mm-hmm. but it's good to kind of see what he can do himself. Yeah. Again, that whole group are fantastic, but this match was was a really good opener. Um, really it's got good. the crowd going. It's good seeing more of him because obviously we've saw a couple of matches. Well, me, I've saw now a couple of matches with Dynamite. I know he's amazing. I know what he can do now, which is was really fun. Um, saw a couple of matches now with Brad doing his thing. So I've not saw as much of Ryan, and again, I'm liking what I see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so match was won by DQ by Mr. P. Uh, Dynamite, yeah, Dynamite jumped in um, and low blowed Mr. P to get the win. Dennis Law finally saw something and ruled it, which is quite impressive, to be honest. He sees what he wants to see, doesn't he? He does, which worked in my favour. But um, they attacked Mr. P and Sean Johnson ran for the save, which was a bit of a strange one, but uh, Sean Johnson ran for the save. Which is that... Was, no, he wasn't wearing his Sabutio outfit at that point, was he? I don't think so. He was wearing his hoodie. Ah, okay. Yeah, because later on when he came out, spoiler, um, with his blue top, it looked like a Sabutio character, which was really funny. Fair. So, we get into the, the main show uh, as it is. Uh, we opened up with the tag team title match. So we had Captain Alan Sterling with Caleb Valhalla against the champions Crusher Crabe and Connor Malloy. The champions retained um, during the match and afterwards we finally got what we've all been wanting, which mm-hmm. was Caleb Valhalla smashing Alan Sterling. What a match, by the way. That was an amazing match. I really, really enjoyed it. Even like Mark made a comment and stuff as well, saying how good it was. Everything just flowed really well. It was good to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was such a good match. Like, I, I'm sure like... If you listen to like, or you watch like, or read even uh, Adam's review, he'll obviously go into detail about the, the match and specifics. But like, it was just one of those matches that everything seemed to click. So like, you had your comedy from Alan Sterling, which is always amazing. Like he's he's genuinely one of the most underrated yeah. wrestlers I've ever seen. Uh, so there was the comedy for him, which again I liked because it was you could see like even like my dad and stuff were laughing who weren't really fans. They were really getting into it and laughing, which is something that a lot of wrestlers could probably take away. Is that yeah, the cool moves and stuff will get people reacting, but see sometimes just He's talking about after it, you're talking about what made you laugh. Yeah. Do you know what I think is really fun? See when you watch them, you never see the clogs turning. You always just it's so natural. It just says it and it goes like, I think that's what makes it funnier because it just comes off the tongue. Yeah, um, so having Caleb were hilarious again. Um, the one thing you pointed out was like every time Caleb got. Like Connor, Crusher down, probably Connor, um, down. 
Allo would want to be tagged in, and as soon as they got up, he was back in the corner getting himself tagged out, yeah. uh, which I thought was fun. But then, so you had the comedy element, but then like you had the sort of big boy brawler sort of style when it was mm-hmm. Caleb and Crusher, and then you had like I really want to see Caleb and Connor one on one. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, it doesn't happen at the next show, so I don't miss it. Uh, but hopefully, it happens in the line because they work really well together. Uh-huh. And he just throws them around. And that's the thing. So, normally, when you get people that are very different styles, it just doesn't click. But what I was liking, like you were saying, Caleb was really working um, and throwing Connor about. But then Connor was really like the mentality. He was trying to get him down. Just the little things like working his legs, bringing him down, yeah. which is like simple psychology. But people just don't think about stuff like that anymore. People just do the same thing over and over again. That wouldn't work with their dynamic. Like, it just... So, that yeah, it was very... I enjoyed it all. And my favourite part, without a doubt, was the German spot. Yeah, that was funny. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, again, because it was, again, that perfect mix. Because it was the comedy element of Alan coming in and being like, I'm, I want to do a German. And he's like, oh, but I can't do a German. I can't speak German. And then do it the wrong way. And he's like, Caleb, get in. Caleb comes in, shows him how to do it, and then you had the actual like big spot where mm-hmm. obviously Connor hits him with the the super kick and the the jump Caleb Germans Allen. So again, it was that 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 spot really summed up the whole match. It was a good move, mm-hmm. but also it was part of like a comedy thing. It was really funny. Yeah. So I think that whole match was was really really good to be honest. And again, I'm I'm happy that we're going to get Allen versus Caleb, but I'm also sad that we're now not going to get Alan and Caleb together. Yeah. Because that is one of the funniest... Like, their, the odd couple. Their tag team has been hilarious. Uh, I just think Caleb just... He's really grown into himself as well. Like, he's very... He's much more out there yeah. with his comedy and stuff. Like, you know, he's he just clearly feels more confident um, in that sort of position as well, which is, which is good to see. But also, even though he has those comedy moments, you still believe him. When he gets angry, do you know what I mean? He can he can do it both. It's not as if you're like, oh, I'm not taking you serious right now because you were having a laugh five minutes ago. He really knows how to play it. I think it helps obviously his physique. Like you would be scared like when he like beefs up you, you're like oh god. But I think that'll be a good match. It'll be interesting to see what happens because just now you've got Alan's always running away and waiting on Caleb to do all this for him. So the fact that he's going to have to fight against Caleb, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in that match and the direction they go with it as well. But do you know what I thought was very good? And I don't know if this was deliberate or not, right? So if it wasn't, please take credit for it anyway. Um, there was points in the match where Alan obviously didn't want to be in it. He was like, oh no, right? Obviously, Alan Sterling is like a former, you know, tag team champion, like a very serious wrestler. He's currently the Tri-Counties champion, right? So he's a he's a he's an established wrestler and wrestles on as much as he is funny now. So like he can hang with anyone, right? So when he went in with Crusher, Crusher was destroying him. But he was kicking out of all these big moves from Crusher, which kind of reminded people that he's not just this silly guy. Mm-hmm. He can also handle himself. Yeah. Which I think really makes the idea of this match a lot better because before that, you'd be thinking, well, surely Caleb's just going to come in and batter him. Yeah. But now you've got that, well, if Alan can withstand all that from Crusher, well... What can he withstand from from Caleb? What's Caleb going to have to do to beat him? Which again is a is a big one. So again, I'm I'm really looking forward to that match at Anarchy. It'll I think it's going to be one of the the best matches on the card. It might be as interesting as well to see if he gets a bit more serious as well during the match. Yes, um, and kind of turns it 
turns that section of him on a bit, do you know what I mean? Like, can he actually, like, put that serious hat on, not just his sailor hat, and go for it? Also, something we haven't commented, which we noticed, um, Connor's looking looking good as well. It looks like he's been really hitting the gym. Yeah, Connor's, like, re- Connor's really grown into himself. Uh-huh. Um, I think he carries himself very well. Yes. Um, like, not that he didn't look like a wrestler before, but he just, I don't know how to describe it, but he just looks like a wrestler. Yeah, he's definitely looks different weird. now. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I think the problem is? See, when you're, he's not like really small, but when he's in a match with guys that are massive in comparison to him, obviously he looks smaller. But, and well, you can see that even some of his moves in that he does, you can see that it's a lot of inspiration from like Eddie Guerrero and things. He's now as if he's taken a lot on board of guys that are more like him and doing more what they do and hold himself like them. And it's really coming across. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. And of course, I'm a bit biased though because that's like one of my favourite wrestlers. So Yeah, Connor's class. I'm a big fan of Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, so next match, we had Mickey Vago. My lad. Your favourite. Who, again, I am going to call out here, right? So Mr. Vago doesn't follow me on Twitter, right? And I think that is a travesty. Do you know why? He follows me because I'm the leader of the Mickey Vago fan club and you're always knocking him down. Yeah, but the, the bit that really annoys me, right, is that he is one of the only members of the wrestlers on roster that doesn't follow me, right? And I think it's rude because I follow him. You're not entitled. He's not entitled to follow you. Yeah, but see if you interact with someone online, you need to follow them back. That is not true. I think that's a, I just think it's rude, to be honest. I don't follow a lot of people. And, you know, I'm just saying... You know who does follow me back? Yeah. Ronan King, right? So oh. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to be on his side come May fourteenth, but how dare you? Absolute dare you? No, but that's. Do you know what's hard about these two? I I love them both. Of course, Mickey's my my OG. Like I, like he's always the one I'm backing. I'll back him like a racehorse. But um, I love Ronan like yeah. so much. Also, I I love his trousers. I need those trousers in my life. I mean, the the thing is, right, so Mickey's one of those guys that I think has been really underrated in WrestleZone for years. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been in the tag team, he's not really been able to really show what he does because he's always been kind of like the, the power guy in the, the tag team. So he's, he's came in and thrown poker around and stuff. But like, I think now that he's kind of getting this singles run, and especially this sort of whole thing with, with Ronan, he's really been able to like... Come into his own, which is really good. Um, I think this whole thing where he just comes in with a kendo stick and wants a, a scrap is brilliant because he's yes. like, if you think about it, like there's all the people on the roster, kind of it's they're starting to have their own little things now, yeah. which, which you'll notice, right? So, like, his thing is just he comes in and just wants a scrap, he just wants to fight folk, and it suits him. And like you're saying, everything's now coming together, so you've got his, his kendo stick. Your mo- his moves he's got his music like his gear everything's now coming together when you look at him you know what you're getting from him like it all like just adds up together but like you're saying it's even comparing to other places you go to some wrestling shows and it's like oh here's another wrestler here's another like they're all very do the same thing everyone's the exact same so sometimes at the end of the night if you if you're just going for the first time you can't really decipher like who's who Whereas now you can really see everyone's own personality, what they bring to it, what they've got, not just gimmick wise, but everything together, and it really suits. I really like his head banging, um, moment. Yeah, if you can get the if you can get the crowd to do that, that's that's quite fun. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I thought I thought Vago showed showed a really good uh-huh. showed himself in a really good light this in this match. Um all I'm saying is, right? So he's got the kendo stick, right? All we need now is Mickey Vago versus the Sandman. Right? If you can find a way to book that, I don't know if legally if the Sandman is allowed in the UK. You could probably get someone to be the Sandman. Uh, potentially. There must be someone we could get to be the... Mark Leslie? True. But he's not been involved in matches like myself. But we'll get on to that. But um, not to not to sort of sleep on Rolling King, because, oh. again, he's definitely one of the big shining stars in Scottish wrestling right now. Want to watch. I think he's going to be massive. Um we were kind of talking about this in our hotel on uh, on Saturday night while we were eating our, our Domino's, um, which he definitely doesn't eat because he's in, as I said, tremendous shape. Uh, we were just kind of chatting about it. And, I mean, he's just, he's got he's doing everything right. So, like, the boy's only had, like, what, five matches at this point? Yeah, we'll put it this way. Like you're saying, five matches, normally what people would do, especially when they're newer, especially when they're younger, um, they come in, they do a wrestle, they leave. And that's it. Whereas, look at what he's done. So, again, he's he's young. He's clearly working on himself. He's massive on social media just now. He's really working it. So even if you're not going to the shows, you're not seeing what he's doing there, you know who he is. Yep. You, you know exactly what it is. And even before he gets in that ring, you've already got a reaction to him. Which is a massive thing because WrestleZone, right? For for us, obviously, we go up because one, I've got prior experience of it and I recommended it to Kayleigh and we, we really enjoy it. But, like, if you're from Glasgow and you're a wrestling fan, are you going to travel three hours up to Aberdeen, get a hotel, do all that to go to the show? Probably not, even if it's a really good show because you've got Discovery an hour away. You've got, like, respect and like, you've got yeah. companies that are doing shows around you. Like, so you've got Kind of all these all these places you can really go that you've got even like reckless intent and all that sort of stuff. You've got these shows in a, a general vicinity of you with good shows as well, right? So are you gonna go out your way to go to that show? Probably not. So it's really important, and this is where a lot of guys in the past have slipped up, but funnily enough, where Aspen Faith did really, really well, is getting yourself on social media, like getting yourself on Twitter, like you can see it now, a lot of the guys are very much savvy in their social media like even just little things of right so as soon as the footage is out right let's get footage up let's whatever cool move i did or whatever cool spot i did right let's get that shared on instagram let's get that shared on twitter and ronan is honestly miles ahead of a lot of people that mm-hmm. have been doing this for years in terms of social media um and like you said there's yeah. people who might have never been to wrestlezone don't even know what wrestlezone is but with people retweeting it and all that, it's going to come up exactly. on theirs and they're going to know who he is. So it, he's, he's smart. He's, he's really doing smart. it. Big man heart in his sleeve, name in his chest, literally. Um, but well, take, he's got a palm print on his <laughs> chest now. Taking a slight left to that, though, that is something that... That's the one downside, I would say, just now to WrestleZone. The guys on, on their own are pushing themselves online and a lot of people are doing stuff online and they're getting a lot of traction they need to start putting a lot more effort into their online see if they put a lot more in their online presence whether that is like they do well and stuff on like Facebook and all that but see if they just took it a wee bit further that little extra step like getting I don't know even small things their YouTube up and running doing all that 
Just getting well, more out there because the they, guys are doing it on their own, but you want to do it as a company. Thing is, they, they used to do the the matches on on YouTube back in the day, um, but that kind of stopped the whole free match Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do, which was great. So that that kind of that kind of died off a wee bit. Um, again, that's the thing. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, they could be selling DVDs out the out the wazoo, but like, I don't buy the DVDs. Like, I don't really. I don't really watch a DVD anymore. If it was online, I would watch all of it. And that's something I wish it was like even if, accessible. Even if they put up the shows, right, for like a tenner, which is what the DVDs sell for. Mm-hmm. Even if they put the shows up for a tenner on like Vimeo or something, I'd pay that at every show. Yeah. To watch it. And that that's sort of things like that. That'd be good. Because put it this way, these days, no matter what you're doing, everyone wants to see something online. Everyone wants to see something trending. Like, imagine if they had a TikTok. How many of those kids that go to those shows watch TikTok? How many of the lads have they got that are really into all that stuff that would, like, they bring so much content to it? Do you know what I mean? Right, for context, right? So I uploaded a TikTok of Aspen's return, pointing out me in the crowd, losing my, losing my shit, right? Um, and that got just over th- 3,500 views. Hundred odd thousand, I wish hundred odd likes, right? That's a lot more than a lot of their posts and stuff we made, and that it's little things like that you, you need to yeah to be doing. And I think they've got the content; it just needs to be out there a wee bit. Exactly. Which is it's a weird tangent now talking about social media and all that, but I'm I'm very passionate about social media. So that's a, well, you are always doing social media. So is that your way of putting your application, big man? No, I've got, <laughs> I've got enough hats I wear. I'm now a, I'm now a participant in the League of Rumble, Kayleigh. Honestly, if I hear you say that one more time, I've already had to be sat down and told, you know, you're engaged to a wrestler. I'm not having this conversation. We'll talk about that later. We, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Um, so, yeah. So, away from that tangent, yeah, Ronan King, fantastic. Um, and Mickey Vigo, as always, is, is looking good. And like I said, he's every time I see him doing something different, I'm really enjoying it. Keep going. Of course, you had to go back to Vigo. I spoke about him, uh, but yeah, really good match. Uh, Ronan picked up the picked up the win with a wee cheeky low blow. Mm. So he's not won clearly. He's, he's not won fairly. Uh, again, nothing that Dennis missed. But I, to be fair to him, he was doing double duty. He was doing every match on the card, which can't be easy. Um, so fair play to Dennis. If I could see it, he could see it. But that's true. But he did miss it. He did miss it. But. Uh, I'll not get too much into it. I'm not going to... Poor man gets enough hate. That's for Billy's podcast. That's true. I'll get plenty of hate from Billy. Uh, but yeah, so Roman picked up the win where we low blow. Hopefully that means that we're, the feud's going to continue, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. and we'll get a wee match at Anarchy. That could be good. No DQ or something. Oh, right. So see... I need to stop doing this, right? Because I keep predicting everything perfectly. So I'm going to stop predicting things from now on. So if Mickey I keep ruining his... the surprise if he without has... even knowing. If he has his kendo stick, I wonder what Ronan could bring out. A leopard print kendo stick? I don't know. Oh, that's not a thing. Um, Ronan came out with uh, posters with his face all over it. Loved it. He started handing out to the crowd, which is funny. Um, again, I, I messed up a wee bit because I ripped mine up, but his back was turned, so he missed it. So, again, I, I tried for you, mate. I tried for you, but... You did also um, bring it home. Of course. It's a memento. Yeah. You know, I, I like to play along. Right, he's a prick at the wrestling, right? Good guy. But big fan of him, big fan yeah. of him um, in private, right? So that match, fantastic. Um, not really much of a surprise there, to be honest. Next up, we had DCT against Brian Tucker. 
Um, I've not seen DCT wrestle in a long, long time. Um, it's good to see him again. I actually don't think I've seen him wrestle since he moved back from Australia. No, he didn't. Because he appeared at the last ICW show I went to. So we our last ICW show was the Square Go before COVID. Yeah. Right? So we went to that and he returned against Jackson. And then obviously they, they built to the match they had. But he never... Or did they? I don't actually think they had a payoff to that. Um, but that was the last time I, I saw him. But the last time I saw him wrestle would have been um, his match against Stevie before he went to he went to Australia. Yeah. So I, or when he lost the title. So it's been a long, long time. He's changed a lot um, in that time, obviously. Um, he's got the long hair now. He's got the, the rocker look. It was nice to see a familiar face, though, wasn't it? It was. But something he did point out, the fact that he came out in his Scotland singlet, which... Was really taking over Mr. P's flag, wasn't it? Yeah, that needs to be a match now. Battle of Scotland. Winner gets Scotland. Uh, but yeah, DCT was, was fantastic. Again, it's been so long since I've seen him, I forgot how just funny he is. Oh, yeah. Just his wee, oh. Like, he's very he's very charismatic. It's, yeah. it's, it's very funny. Uh, so yeah, that that match was decent enough, I guess. Um, Tucker's obviously doing his whole thing. Mr. Rupert the Bear. Where he, he thinks he's better than everyone. Um, with his wee tie and all that stuff. Serious question. How can he wrestle in tight trousers? I can't even get off my seat in tight trousers without accidentally feeling like I'm going to rip the arse out of them. Another point for Dennis Law, right? I'm going to start making a list of everything Dennis Law does wrong on these shows, right? Leave the poor boy alone. No, right? You're going to be asked there to the reason why. No, because I'm, I'm not having this, right? So, put it this way, right? So I gave him a football, right? Mm-hmm. A dubious penalty gets given. Yep. What do we talk about? The referee making a decision. VAR. But somehow in wrestling, we don't talk about oh. the referee. The referees, oh no, that's not their fault. When are we going to start getting wrestling VAR? I'll be the VAR. Mate, you can't see anything. I can, I just got new glasses. <laughs> you going to tell them it's because you Honestly, snapped yours? Honestly, that was my first show since getting new glasses, and I've never been crisper. I saw every little detail. I saw every little hair. Okay. Every fake tan streak. I saw it all. <laughs> Anyone in particular that you Every hungry about? bum I saw it. <laughs> oh, God. But moving on. And that was just a crowd? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this match was really good. Uh, it, was just a, it was just a funny match, wasn't it? It was a comedy. But what I liked about this match was this show was, like, stacked. Like, this show was, honestly... Like, I know I joked about I don't buy DVDs because I don't think... Go and buy the DVD if you've not seen this show. I mean... Let's be honest, if you're listening to this, you were probably on the show. Um, so Or related to Kyle. So yeah, honestly, like go and watch that. Go and watch the show back because it is generally one of the, the best shows I've been to full stop, regardless of um, since COVID or whatever. Like, this is one of the better shows I've been to. Um, and this match really fit in perfectly because it kind of calmed everything down a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Because think of what we've seen so far. So we had the, the warm-up match, and Mr P and Ryan Riley got the crowd going. Then we had the, the tag team match, which was all over the place. Like yeah. There was folk flying, folk getting smashed, comedy, you know, all that stuff. Then we had Ronan King and Mickey Vago, which was the big brawl, mm-hmm. and they were just battering each other. So everyone was really heightened, and it was really... Like, see if this win... So, for example, the match after this is um, the, the tag match, the outfit and Damien and that. See if that wasn't next. Too much. It would have been too much. It would have burnt, it, it would have burnt you. So this match played a perfect part in kind of calming everything down. Um, Do you know what I liked as well? Um, 
we might have said some harsh words previously about Brian Tucker, but DCT brought the best in him. It was nice to see him go against someone that brought that out in him. He could actually be himself and, yeah, just a whole new dimension. Like, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really good. Um, he needs to go against more people like DCT. But again, sorry, you, you took me away from my rant about Dennis Law, right? Oh, for God's sake. So, why is it okay for him to choke him with a tie? He's wearing the tie. He didn't take it off and put it round him. He did. It was part of his outfit. He choked him with the tie. And Dennis counted to five. Now, I'm sorry, but see if I start wearing a wee clip on my jeans with a steel chair attached to it. Can I smack folk <laughs> with my steel chair? Is that a thing? Is that a thing now? Right. See if that's a loophole and I don't see someone do that going forward. They have missed a trick. Like, I get it, obviously. Like, D'Lo Brown used to wear his plate and used to do that, but he used to hit them while he was wearing it. You can't take it off and choke people with it. That's, that's against the rules. Now, if Dennis can bring out the wrestling rule book and show me the, 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 you know, the article that says otherwise... Like Len will have it. Len may have it. Um, I just imagine Len with like this big, like hard-backed book with like dust on it. And little half-glasses. <laughs> and he's got, it's just covered in dust and he just like, blows under the book, opens it up and he goes, as you can see in page 42, it is actually legal for ties and handkerchiefs to be used as weapons. Oh... I now want a section where he's just telling me he's a he's a nice wee man. I've taken a whole 180 on him. Because here's the thing, right? And here's an argument for you. And I think this would be a good debate, right? We need to get Dennis Law on for a debate at some point. So, <laughs> like, you have things like... So, Mr. Socko, right? Yep. So, that's a mandible claw with the sock, right? It's a foreign object. Now, I'm going to say that's not a DQ. The sock doesn't really add anything to it. It does, because... It's been in his crotch. Yeah, but that's just unpleasant. It doesn't bring you any more pain, right? But definitely, that would knock you out. No, no, no. Kyle, that's, in, ca- that's in kayfabe, right? No, but we're listen, could you imagine, see if you're walking down the street, right, and someone put their fingers in your mouth, but you're walking down the street and a big, fat, smelly man pulled a sock from his crotch where you don't know where he's been all day and put that in your mouth. You try to say that would be less... That would be the exact same as someone's clean fingers. In I believe, to be honest, right? Having been to shows recently, there's folk that aren't very clean anyway, right? If they put in a headlock, is that a DQ? Yeah, because you're next stinking. to because you're next to their smelly pits. Oh no, there's right? a smell level where it's, that so, takes it too far. The smell we don't factor that into. You've taste it. Could we, you imagine tasting I, that? Sorry, we don't factor that into DQs, right? Sorry, I'm not tasting. Because my argument here is right. It needs to add to the pain, right? So the mandible claw. You put the, the two middle fingers in the mouth, push down under the tongue. That's going to hurt you anyway, right? Adding a sock, if anything, is going to give you less leverage to push down. But it will soak up the saliva in your mouth. So but I don't know. what if you hate the feeling of cotton in your mouth? Again, that's just unpleasant. I'm saying it needs to add to the pain, right? So, for example, that tie, right, it's adding to the pain. It's choking them, right? But what if he was really into it? And that's not a topic of discussion. So, you know, we've, we've got the, the tie, that's the thing, right? So, think of it, right? So, Chris Archer's got his chains, right? Mm-hmm. If he wraps those chains around his hands, bop somebody, would you say that's a DQ? Mm. Aye, you would, right? So, I'm not having it. So, are you going to make a pros and cons list of what's a DQ and what's not? I might. I might have to. 
Oh, God's sake. I might have to at this rate, but I think um, shenanigans definitely took place there. So I'm just saying, Martin, Martin? I don't know why I'm blaming Martin for this. But Dennis. Martin wasn't there. He's getting blamed. Martin, control your referees. So, but Dennis, I'm not happy, right? I'm not happy. Um, I will be making a formal complaint to the referees uh, union. Um, hopefully, your license gets rescinded at this rate. Because you're causing unnecessary damage to people like DCT. Brian Tucker. No, he's he's benefiting from it, mm. which ultimately makes it worse. The, like, the fact that he wears a tie to the ring takes a brave man. So I feel like he deserves to be choked by it. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, that match, was, that match was good. It was a, it was a good palate cleanser, uh, as, they, as they say. Uh, then we had the tag team match, which was originally a six-man tag. Scotty Swift was originally slated to be in this match, but unfortunately, as we said, he got the Rona. Which is uh, it's a wee shame. Unfortunate. Also, very poor timing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, of course, you would test positive on the day of the show. Um, so originally, it was meant to be the outfit with William Sterling against Damien and Omar Muhammad with Scotty Swift. But again, because Scotty wasn't there, we just had the outfit with William Sterling at ringside against Damien and Omar. Um, the outfit picked up the win. Again. An interesting one, I thought, in terms of the actual match itself. So I'm changing matching. I used to think Dino looked a bit like George Michael. I'm now seeing he's like a bit of a, a young Razor Ramon. So I'm actually a bit gutted didn't do a wee tribute to him. But don't, can you see it? Don't say that. The boy's now based his whole thing around George Michael because of you. I love it. No, honestly, the hair, the earring, I'm all for it. It's, it's going for it. Um, I was laughing because he just loves a brawl, didn't he? He, does. he was really going for it. Now, Dino, the biggest compliment of the night, my dad's favourite wrestler on the show. Yeah, and your dad does not like anyone. And it's not even like he was much my dad's favourite. My dad went, he's the best one, isn't he? Yeah. He's the best wrestler on that show. So I don't know what you want to do with that, whether that's a, a positive for you or not. But uh, according to my dad, you were the best wrestler on you the show. You have been endorsed by Martin. So, we were born during before the show. Is Damien going to have a wee jacket? Oh, yeah. Is he going to have a big spooky golf jacket? Well, I was putting bets on he was going to have one of those jackets and have patches on it. I would have loved to have seen that. But no, he just came out, he had his jacket, he went out, he came out, doing his do. Get pushed right back in that curtain again, to which your dad was going, are, are they not fighting? <laughs> What's happening here? And we were like, nah, it's, it's a thing. Hold on a minute, Martin. Um, and he came out. And I loved it. He did not look impressed at all. Well, my only issue is, right, so Damien went to the effort of, you know, he, he was pushed into it, but he went to the effort of embracing Omar's, um, you know, sort of... Aesthetic. Aesthetic, yeah, I guess you would say. Um, but he didn't get involved in, in Damien's. There was, he was not enjoying the used... There was no spikes. There, there was, was no patches. There was like I would at least expect a bit of a headbang to the used as he came out. Yeah, it's a good song, Joey. By the way, loving Damien's hair. I like it. it was all braided. I did Those like that. Yeah. I did like that. Of course, the real MVP of the show when Damien comes out, his daughter. Big big fan. 
honestly, I say it every time. The look on her eyes, I haven't like she is so like happy when her dad comes out. Like that's amazing. Like honestly, see watching her reaction is better than watching anybody else's reaction in that show. She gives the same reaction you give to Aspen. Yeah. And that's impressive. It is a shame though, isn't it? What? She's gonna be very sad at Anarchy. You might have to go and hug her. Because he's losing the title, isn't he? Oh, I, I know this is a meme now that every podcast we say he's gonna lose the title, and he goes, "Ah, just tell me when when you say I'm gonna lose the title." Because he's losing that <laughs> title, right? Whether it goes to Damien, whether it goes to Damien, that's him. Whether it goes to to Dynamite or Aspen, I hope Spoilers. it's the latter. Um, it it has to go somewhere else, doesn't it? That's right. Like, yeah, I think it might be time. Unfortunately, it's time to it's time to turn the corner, and hopefully that corner is uh, on King's Road. The Lost Boy. You try to guess address right now? That's from Faith. Okay. Um, so yeah, this match was really, really good. Um, again, I'm I'm interested with the whole Dino and Muller tag team. Um, it, it's it's interesting. I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Just, Dino is like cool and does his own thing and then Muller just comes out shouting his name. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Murphy, Murphy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I just think it's quite an interesting it's an interesting concept because we're so used to to Dino being the big guy and obviously he's still the bigger guy of the two because um, he's a giant but like he's really charismatic and holds himself well and knows what to do and then Moller just I don't know I just want to st- stand him in front of a, a large six foot mirror and just make him look at his own facial expressions that's what he needs to do but I thought Use it's, the face. I think it's interesting because I'm we're obviously used to him and Ted, and Ted was the wee guy who would come in and you know like scrappy do throw the punches and all that. Um, but with Murphy, they've got kind of that um, dynamic of they're both kind of the big guy. They both just throw folk around all that stuff. So again, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. I thought William Sterling at ringside was fantastic. I was I was really enjoying watching him. Well, oh no, I'm not going to see it. But yeah, I thought, like, I don't know, what were you going to say? No. Just the Play-Doh thing? <laughs> no, no, what I was going to say is, like, with <laughs> Dino Moller, it's a bit like, you know when CM Punk would come out and do his thing and he had Festus? Yes. <laughs> it's, giving me, it's giving me that vibe. He does his thing, clicks his fingers, Festus, ah, Murphy Murphy. And he does this, and then it's like takes him backstage again. Fair. Well, now that we've mentioned the play doh thing, I think we need to to say it. So, <laughs> Kaylee said, right? So obviously, um, William Sterling wears the protective headgear, right? Um, but she said, see, it's got the holes in it. It looks like one of those like play doh heads that like you squeeze, and the bits of play doh come out. <laughs> right. I speak and don't think what I'm saying, which is I've all probably guessed just because I talk absolute nonsense on here. I'm a very like visual, like I just say what I see, a bit like catchphrase. And I was like, oh, it reminds you of one of those, you know, those stress balls. You you squeeze it, and it's going, <laughs> um, and then I couldn't take my eyes off it. Fair enough. Easily distracted, though. So um, um, but yeah, do you know something that's interesting? Um, Omar has now tagged with multiple different people, multiple different styles, and he fits somewhere with all of them. Yeah, like very versatile. Um, and of course he comes out, does his dance. I absolutely love it. 
wake up, have a boogie. He, he didn't get Len up this time, though. I, I don't think Len was up for a dance. He was just happy to sit there with his thermos. Oh, he honestly, he was sitting there. He had a wee button up, a wee cardigan, the glasses, his thermos. He He's cute. I want to just go sit on the beach with him. Tell I'm, me stories. I'm still waiting for the um, YouTube series of him and uh, Evan Young. Oh. Just driving. Also, I imagine that Len drives a convertible. Right? I I have a theory. Len is Evan's dad. He just looks every time he comes out, he just looks so happy to see him. Like he has a has that father's pride. So are we saying that we're gonna have Evan Young on a pole at some point? <laughs> Evan's mum versus Len Ironside. Oh my god, that the, would be my favourite match in the world. The custody battle. <laughs> or like I always say, I always joke that Dominic was actually on a pole. Um, now, could you imagine that? No, Len was really cute though. So see, at the wee break, he came over to me. He made sure I was all right because I was sitting myself because he's all left me. Um, and they told me, be careful. Then the guys sitting me when they fall at the ring. No, just sitting me in general. Um, but when they get through at the ring, but he told me that I'd want some of them on money, but there's some I wouldn't want money. And now all I want to know is who was he referring to? Personally, I don't really want anyone on monies. Fair. There are many people I'd like. There's there's a few people I'd like to land on my lap. Um, Mr Valhalla knows he's one of them. But this match, as I said, was won by the outfit. Um, at the end of the match, Sterling um, and, you know, but Sterling on the mic, challenged Scotty Swift and Omar to a match at Aberdeen Anarchy. And then they advised, oh, they advised, they announced that they had a tag partner and it was going to be a, a three-on-three, a six-man tag and a partner was going to be the Aberdeen assassin, Lee McAllister. Lee not excited about that. Uh, they just jump in with his joggies, jump out again. I don't know who he was. I was at the bar. I think he tried to say hi to me. I had no idea who he was. That's because you're for here. He's no my cup of tea. He's a he's a, a, a local celebrity in Aberdeen. He was on the telly and all that boxing back in the day. I've been on the telly. I'm not a celebrity. Okay, so um, that's the match for Anarchy. Um, so so far, um, obviously we don't know what the we don't know what the main event of Anarchy is going to be yet because we've not got to that part. But we've got Crusher, Crusher. What am I talking about? So we've got Caleb versus uh, Sterling. We would imagine. For Anarchy. Should be very good. We have what I imagine to be Vago versus King. Great match. Hopefully by stipulation. And then we've got this six-man tag. So, again, there's... It's looking stacked. There's some good matches on this card so far. Um, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be... Like, again, like it's going to be in the Northern, which only holds a couple hundred people. So, like, this is going to be a big card for such a small venue. So, mm-hmm. again, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um... Yeah, so as we said, that was the we went into the second half. Um, they did the the raffle, which I never won again. It's becoming a hate crime these days. I mean, you just want to win it so you can go meet Len. I do. I wish shake his hand. He's so cute. No, honestly, do you know I just want to give him a hug and just ruffle his hair? No, it's just me then. So anyway, um, they announced the the next show is April twenty third at the Training Academy. The 
the double header, which we are not going to be in attendance at, unfortunately. I will be busy meeting Trish Stratus and JBL. But not Jeff Hardy. No, honestly, I was nearly in tears when I found out Jeff Hardy and Raven had cancelled. They were the two I was most excited to see. But I'm I'm really, really buzzing to meet Trish Stratus, so I've already got my belt for her to sign. I've got my Lita cosplay. And my favourite part is that I will be meeting my favourite member of Right to Censor, Victoria. This is a meme now. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, my brain doesn't seem to understand the difference between Ivory and Victoria, right? So I have clearly watched it. I've watched wrestling for years, right? So I do not remember Victoria at all. I assumed that she was Ivory. Which is ironic because Vic- like, I used to speak about Victoria all the time because I loved her. I thought she was so cool. She came out to, like, tattoo. Mental, but she was so cool. So did you... Oh, you're not confused because they both had a thing with Stevie? Probably that's probably where the two have... They've just merged together. Yeah, so that, that's probably it, to be honest. So I've I've paid for a meet and greet um, just for the meme, to be honest. And I'm going to bring my cricket machine out of retirement and I'm going to make you a T-shirt, something referring to it for you to wear when you meet her. Fantastic. Can't wait. So, we're getting on to the main event. We're going to talk about everyone. Everyone's getting a mention. The main event of the, the show, which was the Regal Rumble, um, 25-man, or 24-man, over-the-top battle royal winner gets a match against the defending heavyweight champion or undisputed champion or whatever they call it at Aberdeen Anarchy. Obviously, Aspen Faith have laid out his intentions at Summerhill Showdown that he wanted to win this and go all the way to Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Dynamite also has said this is his year. He's going for the title. And a various amount of other people were after it as well. I didn't know you got a wee cup. That was pretty impressive. Yep, that is the that is the prize. You win the wee trophy, which has been held by many a name over the years. Like? Um, Brian Tucker. Crusher Crabe. Scotty Swift. Oh, Scotty. Sean Johnson. You're the test of monology. I'm assuming Damien's won it, are they? Right, because that list starting with was new. The people I would have expected. You don't come here for facts, right? That's that's Billy, right? That's uh, Billy's podcast. He's the nerd, right? You come here for our vast opinions. You come here. Cancelled. You come here for the banter. So... Do you want to go through a list of all the people that were on the? Of course, in yeah. This I have things to talk about. Everyone, I've got comments. I've got people to talk about. People to say nice things about. People maybe not to say so many nice things about. So we'll start from the bottom. Okay. So we've got William Sterling. Again, this isn't order of who came out. By the way, this is just what cage match has. I'm not gonna lie. I blinked and he was gone. I don't. I, I don't remember what he did. I bent down. My dress was on the floor. Took a sip of juice, looked back up, big man was gone. <laughs> I really don't remember what he did in the match, to be honest. Uh, sorry, sorry, William. Uh, we had Omar Mohammed. Oh, he was getting flung about like a wet trackie. He was. But he put in a, a, fair, a fair show, though. Again, don't really remember. He must have been in the same time as Aspen. These people that I don't remember must have been when Aspen first came out. Yeah, you just were not paying attention at all. Uh, we had Sean Johnson, who, again, Kayleigh said came out with his Sabutio. Yeah, he had the blue shorts, the plain blue top, which looks a bit like a Chelsea top, but he looked like a Sabutio character. Do you not think so? Like you'd not unlocked him yet? Or what are they called? Foosball men? 
It was like a foosball man. Okay, Sean Johnson, the foosball man, uh, came out. Again, I'm sorry, but I don't remember... I, I'm, this is really bad. I don't remember anything. I, like We'll get to some of the names. I remember a little thing. He was doing all right. He was doing a good show. He must have not been on our side much. Nah, he was mostly over where we were sitting. He was at the right-hand corner yeah. most of the match. With Ryan Riley, who was in my corner a lot, beating up Evan Young, who we'll get on to. Oh, uh, again, leave him alone. The Foundation Boys put a good show on. Ryan was, was in there for quite a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, he was he was a sweaty mess by the end of that match. But you did make a comment. Ryan did walk past you at the end. Smelled amazing. He did, which I thought, having had two matches on the show, you know, there's certain people that I'm not going to name, right? I don't want to embarrass people, but there's certain people on this card that didn't smell very fresh, right? Even before they'd had a match, right? But Ryan came out after two matches. So one was a, a rumble as well. Yeah. Smelt fantastic. Not that I'm going out my way to sniff you, Ryan, which, again, that sounds weird, but I, I did notice. And it wasn't just the standard Tiger Bam. Like, there was a lot of Tiger Bam going on. Oh, Caleb came out and my eyes were burning. So, like, th- that's different. But he, he, whatever he, whatever you use, whatever your, your deodorant or antiperspirant is, it's doing you well, mate. It's doing you very well. <laughs> Next up, we're Rolling King. At one point, he was doing pull-ups one-handed at the ring beside us. This was impressive. I loved it. Um, yeah, no. Speaking of people putting on a good show, he was there very early on. He, it was. I really liked seeing him interact with a load of different people because he only had those couple of matches. We need to talk about the best spot of the whole night, though. Oh. Which was Conor Malloy, who we'll, we'll talk about. Monkey flips Ronan, who lands on his feet and then gets absolutely marked by Crusher Crabe with a clothesline. Yeah. It was he's not oh. headless is impressive. But no, he, like I said, a thing I like about a rumble as well, not just the standard things, is just seeing people interact with people they don't normally interact with. It was really interesting to see. But like I said, no, he was he was getting a yaldy off everyone. His chest by the end of the show looked painful. Aspen clattered him. Yeah, there's a video online that Aspen posted on Twitter of the, the chop that he did to, to Ronan and I'm surprised the windows didn't break with how loud it was. Like it was yeah. it was brutal. We then had the uh, Lone Star, Nathan North, making his return to WrestleZone. And I'll be honest, right? So I follow Nathan North on Instagram, right? So I'm very invested currently. I got invested in his Christmas shifting at his work. Okay. That was a thing. He was working like 12 days in a row. I was like, the poor boy, right? Then he's got a new house. He's got a wee flat that he's doing up. I'm very invested in that too. So it was nice to see him wrestling for once. Because he, he, never, he never seems to talk about the wrestling much nowadays. He only really talks about the the flat and that he was working a lot. So um, it was good to see him wrestling. Again, he's obviously a WrestleZone original. Um, well, I say original, he's a WrestleZone trainee. Um, came through with, uh, I'm feeling good about it, Brad Evans. It's me. And obviously he moved down south. But down south, I mean... To hear, um, I wouldn't so, count down. This is down. I know it's south of Aberdeen. You're just saying that. Yeah, so he, he moved in here, um, and he's kind of been doing his thing, kind of around the central belt, um, for a while. We've seen him a few times at like Source and. and Where was like it? Was that the one near mum's house? Um, we saw. Yeah, we saw him there, um, at Mount Vernon. Yeah. But then I think we saw him again in Lennox Town as well. Ah, okay. Um, I always thought he was really good. I remember the first time I saw him, I was really impressed by him because you and Mark used to speak about him often. 
So seeing if the first time was good. Again, it was nice to see him again, just well, to see what he's doing. Because again, it's one of those names that I used to hear often. I don't know, just because I used to hear you and Mark talk about him a lot more. Ken, I hadn't heard about him in a couple of years. Not just pandemic, but prior to that. So it was good to see him kicking about again and back in with the lads that he knows. Yeah. Um, we had Mr P, who oh. again... It just doing Mr P things, wasn't he? He just came in and having a good he was time. having a good scrap. Oh, we never spoke about the fact Ronan eliminated himself. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Um, which will, was that because of Mickey's? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get on to that then because Mickey came in. Uh, Mickey Vago came in with his kendo, kendo stick. stick which one of was... the smartest men in the rumble because you can bring weapons, but no one ever does. Yeah. Um, the bit I found funny was Aspen got out of the ring and ran away. Which was hilarious. Uh, Alex Webb, who we'll get on to, um, he just rolled out of the ring and just lay down next to us. Yeah, smart man. It was very smart. Because, um, honestly, Vigo was just swinging for the fences with these ones. He was just coming in and absolutely clattering folk. I don't remember who it was. Someone got clattered right in the head. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, then we had Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Um, he just murphied about. He just murphied about. He was just murphying folk. Uh, he got through out quite quickly, did he not? Yeah, him and Dino were, were first out, weren't they? Um, Lord Mr Malice made a return. Uh, he, I don't know, I just feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, I just don't like it. Okay. I don't like the gimmick, it just freaks me out a wee bit. Okay. It's the wee hat. It's the mini hat. They're only made for cats. Why is the man wearing a cat hat? So there you go. Uh, Mr Malice, or Lord Mr Malice, freaks out Kayleigh. So I don't like this, it. There you go. Um, I hope he never gets that close. <laughs> I might scream. We then had Evan Young making his big appearance. Uh, I had to wait to the end of the show to see my Mr Young. I had uh, to wait. And do you know what I did? The first thing I did, the minute his music went, boom, looked to my right. Locked eyes with his mother. No, honestly, I just spent like when he was in the ring, I was just watching his mum because it was brilliant. Like she's so invested, right? So oh. like every time he got hit, she was raging. Like oh. you could see the the anger in her eyes. Yeah, oh. I was waiting for her to be number twenty five. Oh, it was brilliant. Get in, defend his honour. At the end of the show, I got to say hi to her, and I was so happy. That was the best part of my night. Again, I, I do feel bad for some of these guys because we're not really talking a lot about you because. It's a, it's a rumble you kind of kind of once you once you've came in and done like your big thing where you run around and punch people you do kind of just fade in the background that even like Aspen for me I can I, don't, I couldn't tell you everything he did in the match because there's so much yeah. going on you're looking at all these different things so again don't take offence if we didn't really realize, if we didn't notice you much well I'll say though Evan smart man stayed low to the ground he listened to me he yeah. listened to me no jumping we gave him comments on what he should do online stayed low to the ground when he got put out, I was raging. I was not happy. The thing with Evan is he's so small, you pretty much have to get his whole body over the ropes. Yeah. There's not really a fulcrum to get him over. Whereas with like Mahler and Dino, they're like waists up at the True. top rope. So all you need to do is push them and that's it. Speaking of though, Evan um, some of the biggest moves in the rumble. He Did was going at Yaldi. Uh-huh. He was going at Yaldi. He was jumping about. He was throwing people sideways. I don't remember this. Yeah, I Sorry, do. Evan. I was watching. I could see it. No, everyone else was just coming in and giving a couple of punches. He was swinging about. He was giving it a good one-two. We spoke about Dino already. He came in and started just leathering folk. Um, ultimately, he was first out, wasn't he? I think he, so. He was first eliminated, so uh, unlucky. But again, wasn't wasn't his rumble, was it? Wasn't no. his rumble. Uh, DCT made an appearance. He was one of my favourite parts of this rumble, right? Because he was just funny. 
He yeah. was just he was just cutting about doing funny things. Kicking about, wearing the cat hat, saying hello to some people. Yeah. He, at one point him and Aspen had the they pulled the the singlet down, pulled the next one down, then they realised oh, it was all gonna fall down, put it back up again. Fun. Yeah, that was that was good. Um Kaylee got her first ever experience of a sisto. Right. So let's let's talk Sorry about for the language. What the fuck is that? Honestly, that that was like a fever dream. So that gave me the same vibes. You know when you fall asleep during the night, YouTube's on, you wake up and somehow Slenderman's on your telly and you're like, what is happening right now? That's what it was like. Or the way I described it to um, Billy and Kelly. You know when you've been sitting up for X amount of hours watching WrestleMania, it always hits that weird hour where you're so sleep deprived, but WrestleMania always seems to have that weird thing. Like, remember a couple of years ago with the New Day? came out with the small people dressed as pancakes and yes. your brain just can't comprehend it. That's what this was. This orange figure just came out the blue and just... What is it? No one knows. Is it just a figment of my imagination? Yes. Um, so yeah, that was Sisto. Again, Sisto looks a bit different. Sisto looks like he, he's grown since the last time I saw him. Um, it's 2022, you can't see him. You don't know what it is. That's true. It has grown uh, quite, a, quite a bit since I, I last saw it. Um, we then had Crusher Crabe. Grado's favourite wrestler. Who came in number second? Number second. Number two. Number <laughs> <Per> second. <laughs> number two. I can do math. <laughs> um, <laughs> Murphy Murphy. <laughs> uh, so Crusher came in uh, number two with... Uh, Alan Sterling is number one which oh. I thought was fantastic because obviously earlier in the night he was kind of dodging him and there was no run here so yeah that was that was fantastic and Crusher was in for quite a while yeah. um, to be honest. I don't remember him getting eliminated mm. I don't know my fruits did Evan not eliminate him? surely no yeah I'm pretty sure surely the little man didn't yeah, do the big man yeah he did a big drop kick to get him out Surely that didn't happen. Bring up Twitter right now. I bet it did. There's no telling me on Twitter, is it? Yeah. Nah. Evan is just it. Surely no. Oh, Evan, what you like? How <laughs> you not? What you like? <laughs> but, like, no offence, but surely Crusher should have got back in and battered him. Nah, Crusher's actually a shite bag. Big crab. Oh, the crab. The crab man. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Chris Crabbe was in there. Connor Malloy, fantastic performance oh. from him. A little bit too much jumping for my liking. We, need to we take a moment. We spoke about this. So I need to have a somber moment. A second, Connor. This is my my apology to you. I did talk a big game. I I did promise to catch you if you fail, and believe me, I tried to get my fat arse off that seat to catch you, but it was stuck, and I just missed you. Ever so slightly, I am sorry. Sober moment over. You can go back to see what you want to say now. That is fine because some of us do help their favourite wrestlers. But you tried, at least. I tried. Um, with Chris Archer, who came in dressed like 2000 Undertaker and hitting RKOs all over the place. No, it was stunners. No, it was RKOs. A bit of both. No, it was, it was cutters. So, me and Mark had a theory. So... The only way to describe Archer is if he got the WWE Network, he watched all the way up to about the 2000s and then his subscription gets cancelled and he's never saw wrestling again. But I'm all for it. 
Like it, it, it suits him. But that's that's only he can describe it. He was Gene at Yaldi. He's like the old school Undertaker. Now take it one step further. I wonder how he come out a toy a toy bike now. This is the funny thing, right? So the whole thing was the 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 rejected weren't bikers, right? And Vago spoke about this in his, his podcasts. Like they weren't meant to be bikers. Like it's just people assume they are, right? So now that they're doing like their own thing. Archer somehow has leaned further into the biker gimmick. Yeah. And ended up more of a biker, yet not having a bike or being a biker. Do you know what would be funny? Could you imagine there was a whole gimmick where he is a biker, but he somehow gets concussion. Like he's getting told he's a biker, he's a biker, but he comes out in like BMX gear because he doesn't understand what a biker is. Could you imagine that? X game mode, Archer. This is why you don't run a wrestling promotion. I would never do this shit. I just thought I'd tell you. Okay. Uh, but so, feel free to do it because I will laugh. So we had Archer cutting about, cutting everyone, dressed like Undertaker. Um, we've already spoke about Captain Al. He was in number one. What a man. Uh, we had Caleb Valhalla, who was in the Rumble for about three seconds. Your dad uh, was gutted. Disappointing. Um, but again, he absolutely wanted to kill Alan Sterling. He had better things to be doing. Um, Being raging. So yeah, he he was looking absolutely mental mm-hmm. trying to get after uh, Alan, which makes the idea of them having a match anarchy even better. Uh, where Brian Tucker, who came in, um, don't really remember anything he did. He had the thing tied around his wrist, didn't he? Which was smart, so he could no longer get attacked by it. Yeah, um, progress. So that was that was interesting. Um, he just came out and did his thing, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Then we did a random number generator and. Um, I pulled Bruiser Brad. Oh, I didn't pull him. Um, he was my my number. Yeah, technically, he wasn't, right? Because there was 24 people in that rumble. Yeah, so I was 25 slash last. Let me just check that, actually. Let me just do a wee fact check on that. So we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. I've counted wrong somewhere. Yeah, because you, you counted Alan Sterling and then Captain. Ah. Uh, so there was 25. Was there 25? I don't know. I was given information from Mark, who was counting, apparently. Mark can't count. Anyway, so we had... The man still uses crayons <laughs> to write. We had Bruiser Brad Evans, who, as Kelly said, was her pick. Um... Again, he came out number 25, and this is when the Foundation of the Future started clearing house big time. Yeah. They just started throwing everyone out. Um, Acting like Kane. Speaking of people they threw out, Mr Alex Webb was looking out for a hero to save him. I love that song. It's an absolute tune. He wasn't going to just stand there and wait. Okay, you've listened to that song now three times, and you think you can quote it. And they say that... Stop. Okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, Alex Webb made his return to WrestleZone in the Rumble. Uh, again, he was another one who jumped into the ring when Mickey came in with the old kendo stick, which smart was man, smart, smart. I like his back, though. It was nice to go Alex Webb back. He really fits in there. Yeah, my brother was impressed with the fact he had... Uh, 70k subscribers on, yeah, on YouTube. At that point. He was he was very interested in that. Um and then that leaves us with two final names. Yep. The two joint winners, which don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. But the two joint winners of the Regal Rumble is Aspen Faith 
and Zach Dynamite. So we had initially Aspen Faith threw Zach Dynamite out of the ring. Yep. Am I right in saying? Yes, you did. Correct. But Dennis Law again, obviously. The back was turned. Didn't see it. Federation of the Future then ran the ring, threw Dynamite back in, threw Aspen out. Dennis Law turns around and, you know, any common sense person would turn around and go, oh, I didn't see any of that. There might be shenanigans. Not even that. Do you know what? Let's get back in the ring. I want to make a comment. So they have to have been confirmed to go over the top rope. You can be outside the ring. You could have rolled under the bottom rope. You could have went through the middle rope. You could have somehow vanished like Porto through to the floor. There was no confirmation that he hit over the top rope. So the fact that he just jumped to conclusions says a lot about him as a person. But it's fine. Len Ironside came to the rescue, which I thought showed great character from Len because him and Aspen Faith don't have a great history together. But if he was really a good man, he would have saw he won rather than start the match again. Just saying. But he does respect the referee. It has to be the referee's call. Well, he's a dafty then, isn't he? So, I'll give him that. Does he respect the referee after how many fouls have we gave him through this? Well, I'm going to start keeping my counter next time. So, anyway, um, Lena inside restarted the match and we had a fantastic end sequence with uh, with Aspen and, and Zach to the point where they were both on the apron in the corner. Oh. Uh, Aspen went for the superplex, it was reversed. You can't even feel the sweat that was dripping off Kyle during that point. They just eventually knocked each other, both landed at the exact same time, which I thought was mighty impressive, by the way, because they did land at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's something that could have went terribly wrong. Like That was, that was very, very impressive. So we had joint winners of the Regal Rumble. Now, we're going to talk about our, our thoughts on the match, etc, etc, etc. But I would just like to talk about my moment, um, which is arguably the most important part of the show. So without me, Aspen Faith would not be going to Abdi Anarchy. Because as, if you watch back the show, you'll see that early on, he was getting thrown over the top rope. Mm-hmm. He was hanging on for dear life. And Aspen's a, Aspen's a, a heavy boy. He's a big boy now. He looks like you, so he, he's less hairy. He's not as limber as he used to be, so there's more of him to pull back up on, onto that rope, right? So he's hanging there, and he was so close to elimination. But, like Alex Webb's entrance music, he knew that a hero could save him. And that hero was me. I was Chad Kroger coming oh. in. So I get up out of my seat, and I lift him up, get him back into the ring. I then got shouted at by Dennis Law for interfering in the match, which is fucking rich coming for him. Again, no DQs, so it's sorry. Right. So it was fine. It was fine for me to do that. More people just do that. Just don't let them. Be... I do what right. In future, I am going to create a meat shield, right? A meat shield. So sorry. I am going to get me, Mark. If you want to get involved, more I'm people... being no meat shield. And what we're going to do is we are going to line the ringside, lying down. So that Aspen Faith's feet can physically not touch the floor. But then what are you going to do when everyone else jumps out? Move. Okay. It makes sense. So, moving on from that, um, I ultimately helped Aspen Faith win the, the Regal Rumble. We'll ignore that Zach was there, but I helped him win. Kyle's already been um, advising that he's looking for bookings now. Um, for future shows so that's a thing now if you are a wrestler and you are looking for a fan to 
help you win matches going like a forward. stunt granny no i am here i'm here and let's be honest right i can work on the fly i didn't know what was going to happen right i was right in there and he's free i was right in there i did not have to be told twice honestly i thought you moved fast when a buffet was open but that was brand new but now Keely's going to cast this up, right? Because see, when she asked me to do something around the house, and I go, I in a minute. But Aspen asked me to help in the rumble, I'm up. Aspen, um, if I could just have your phone number, not for anything weird, just so if I could get you to phone Kyle and get him to do Tash on the gaff, that would be class. Because he'll do anything you ask him to. Hmm. The less said about that, the better. So, yeah, I, uh, I lived Billy Strachan's dream and assisted Aspen Faith. Billy was raging, he was second row. Well, that's what he gets for showing up at six o'clock, right? I show he was up... looking after his missus. Kelly can look after herself, thank you very much. There's both of them now? Yes, but I feel like Kelly would be disrespected by that comment. Yeah, but still. She don't need no man. <laughs> She's an independent woman. So yeah, um, all I'm saying is snooze you lose, Billy. Uh, I got to I got to be involved in that. But anyway, anyway, um to be honest, right? So Zach Dynamite already didn't like us in our section. So I, I'm scared to go to Anarchy now. Um I can't wait for him just to clap you right in the jaw at the next show. He can try, right? But see if he's going for the win, I'm pulling Dennis Law right out of that ring. <sighs> Gone. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> that's that's for all those meant to be DQs. You're going to get us banned before you even go? Maybe. So, anyway, um, the match itself was really good. This was a really, really good rumble. Yeah, um, worked one, really well. One of the things we spoke about when we when we were leaving was the pace of it. Yeah. Like, it didn't... It flew in, but it wasn't, like, just... To, you know how sometimes a rumble can just happen and you nothing nothing happened? Yeah. Like, this one, it was, it was flew in, so it wasn't slow... There's a lot of little it, nods that just made sense and just created storylines, continued storylines, and that's what you're looking for. Because, like, just to back up your comment, there's nothing worth me watch it and go, well, I know who won, but I don't really know what happened during it. It just, people get through a bit. But, no, this it all made sense, and it was nice to see some guys just kicking about. Well, one of the best parts of it for me was when Aspen Faith um, went to the outside and walked and went to slip in the exact same spot that he slipped a few years ago, which I thought was genius. Like that was that was a great callback. Like that was like people who got it got it. You could hear Kyle's bum squelch at that point. Yeah, the the people that got it got it, and obviously the people who hadn't seen it. The, you know the the girls who get it get it, and the girls who don't don't. But yeah, I thought overall the, the match was really good. The, the show was really good in general, to be honest. It was a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, and Closing comments, yeah. Good show. Everyone's really been bringing up their A-game. Everyone's really been working hard. And it's just nice. And I think one of the best parts about going to one of these shows, everyone has fun. Like, every single person in that ring looks like they're having fun. There's not a single person that looks like they're there because they have to be. They genuinely want to do it. Don't you agree? Yeah, 100%. Um, and again, I feel like everyone's putting in the effort these days and wants to be progressing, which is which is really good. Um, the Obviously, 
going back to the, the Rumble match with that result, we now have the triple threat at Anarchy, which is uh, Aspen Faith, Zack Dynamite and Damien for the title, which personally, right, and no offence to everyone else that's main evented Anarchy in the past, there's been some great matches, but that has to be the best Anarchy main event of all time without it even having happened, right? Those are three of the best wrestlers in the country in one match. They're going to go all out. They're going to absolutely batter each other. Um, and hopefully, Mr. Faith is going to take that title home. But, I am a little bit worried. You know, the the boys, mm-hmm. Ryan Riley and uh, Brad Evans, might get involved. Scoundrels. But I will be on standby. Should Mr. Faith need me? What? So... Dynamite's going to get honours for them and then ask me to get honours for you and Mark? Yes. The Monster Boys? Yes. What's Damien? Damien just got his daughter for backup. I think she could take Ollie's. And I will let that happen. Oh, it'll be like WrestleMania 2000 when there's like the, the McMahons in four corners. <laughs> me in one corner, finishing the future in the other, and Damien's daughter in the other corner. Do you know something? You know when you go to the... I'll be the Linda McMahon. No, you know when you go to the... What's it called? The circus. And you've got that mirror you stand in front of and it distorts you. See if you and Aspen stand in front of each other. That's what it looks like. One of those distorted mirrors. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'll take that. Not sure he would. I'll I'll take that. He was the non-distorted side. Well, obviously. But... Um, yeah, overall the show was really, really good. Um, it was definitely worth uh, travelling up for it. Again, it, for us, it's obviously a big thing to pretty much take up our whole weekend. We spend far too much money over the weekend with the hotel and the travel and all that. So, you know, it is very much appreciated the show that WrestleZone put on yeah. when we're up there. Um, and again, even not, even just the, the show being good, like you're always made to feel welcome, which is fantastic mm-hmm. at WrestleZone. Um, it definitely feels like a, a sort of family event. Not necessarily like it's a family wrestling show, but like it's like a, it's like one big family. Like everyone kind of just get you come in, you know everyone. Yeah. You know it, it's it's something that I've never really experienced in wrestling before. It's really nice, and even then, not just the show before and after it. Before it, you have all the interactions with the boys online, and it always makes it fun. So when you're there, you feel part of it. You actually feel like you you have something to do with it. Like you, you really get invested, and then after it as well, you get to then have that interaction with them, see them all, and again, to take it back that step. It's just nice that everyone seems to have such a good attitude and a nice attitude with it, which just makes everything better. Yeah. So you actually enjoy yourself, and that's where, like we were saying, we spend a lot of time and effort and that going up, but it doesn't feel like we're spending a lot of like effort and stuff because we get genuinely excited to go. And yeah, but if you ever want to come down this neck of the woods, that would be class for a one off. You can also or gaff. That's it, bring the ring down, put it in our back garden. We'll have a gala at Urgaff. Well, there's not really any wrestling in Glasgow that I would go to anymore. I mean, there's ICW, I guess. Like, it is no what thanks. it is. But, like, all the wee shows, there's no one There's no one anymore. Nah, so you're missing a trick. Again, feel free, you can come see Urgaff. Now, here's a question at WrestleZone. How would you feel about all of you, Just all of you just move here? Yeah, I know you've got families and all that, right? But just move here. Go for it. Would make would make my life easier, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, it would be a good laugh. 
Oh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, you wouldn't understand anyone here, though. That's true. And, I mean, you'd be the only wrestlers that don't fucking touch people. But, Oi. <laughs> moving on. You've uh, taken that too far. Moving on from that. Uh, that was pretty much a review of uh, Wrestles on Regal Rumble 2022. It was a fantastic, fantastic show. Obviously, our next show we'll be up to is Aberdeen Anarchy. Hopefully, by that point, we should have some sort of solid idea of what's happening with our podcast. Um, again, wrestling is a very, very big part of our lives, but it's not really enough for us to talk about it every week, if I'm being really honest. Um, I've so, got a lot of things to talk about. So, we'll, we'll see what happens with us um, over the, the coming months. Uh, we are heading down to For the Love of Wrestling Festival a festival, a convention, whatever you want to call it, next month, which means we're missing the next WrestleZone show, which is sad, but again, we are meeting Trish Stratus and... We all have stuff to talk about. JBL yeah. and the, the etc. If... I'm trying to meet IRS and Kyle won't let me. He's a sweaty man. So I want to meet big IRS. If you... Oh, I just realised. Thing is going to be there with his dad. Yeah. Play white and his dad going to be there. That's... You can see them together. That's what I want to do. Mm. I want to be in that sandwich. That's that's strange. <laughs> uh, but we'll finish up here. I'm not going to ramble on for too long. I'll save your ears from listening to us. If anyone else is going, let us know. It would be cool to see some faces. Yeah, I mean, if anyone else can afford to go, because I didn't realise how much money it was going to cost to go down there. It's mental. I was sure it's going up to Aberdeen instead. True. But it would be worth it. It would be worth it to meet certain people. Um, so, as always... If you like the podcast, hit like on the podcast thing, subscribe to the podcast stuff, whatever you do. I don't know. I can't remember what you do, to be honest. Um, follow us on Twitter. KK WrestlePod is our podcast Twitter. Kyle What UK is myself, and Kaylee Laugh is Kaylee Laugh. Um, so get us followed, and we'll see you at some point in the future. Hopefully, not too long. Cheerio, bye.